Welcome to Passion and Purpose, a podcast with Jimmy Cyber and the Antioch Movement. Whether this is your first time with us or you've been with us for a while now, our desire is that by the end of our time together, you can say that you've fallen more in love with Jesus and have a greater passion for Him and His purposes in the earth. Thanks so much for joining us. And we hope that you enjoy today's episode. Well, hey, everybody. It has been such a blast doing this Passion and Purpose podcast because I not only get to share a little history and some things that are going on around here, but I also get a chance to meet friends and interview special people along the way. And today I got Sunno Park with me. So good to be here. <laughs> Sunno is one of the leaders of Youth with a Mission based out of Kona. And we're working together on a Body of Christ collaboration and reaching a nation. And ideally, that'll be a model to reach other nations together. And yes. it's just, it's been a blast walking together. Mm-hmm. And um, I thought it was interesting, you know, we, uh, uh, and this is my intro for Sano, because uh, we want to hear from him today on just kind of those key ingredients for mm-hmm. revival, for moves of God, because that's what we're all in it for, right? Mm-hmm. And, um, but I, I thought it was interesting. We were in a meeting and Francis Chan shared at the end and John, out of John 17, 21 about us being in him and he and, he and us. And, and it was a fresh perspective on, you know, the unity of the body is always so hard to find, mm-hmm. but why is that? It's because Jesus is not supreme. I mean, you know, when, when we love Jesus, then the unity takes care of itself. So yeah. uh, Sano's my long-lost brother. We kind of look alike. He's, <laughs> he's Korean. I'm Caucasian. But in Jesus, we look alike, and we come from two different tribes that obviously love each other deeply. Mm-hmm. But it's that love for Jesus that I yeah. see in you and on you oh, thanks, that Jimmy. draws us together. So give us a little context, your own love for Jesus, and then help us love Jesus more here by the end of our time. Yeah, I mean, I think this is why we love being together with Jimmy and the Antioch family. It's because we just see Jesus when we look into one another's eyes, when we Mm. experience the culture that they've created here. And I think when we jump into seeing true unity in the body of Christ, so much of it is first connecting with what is in the Father's will for Jesus to be glorified in the nations. And as we are fascinated with this man, Jesus, who left heaven to come to earth, who was fully obedient to the Father's will, even if it was unto death on a cross, it's as we are more fascinating around meeting this man and getting to know him truly, that naturally our hearts align with those who have that same kind of passion for him. Mm -hmm. And so it's always such an honor to be here Mm -hmm. and to just be with like-hearted, like-minded, burning ones who just love Jesus and put him first above everything else. Awesome. Well, so for you, a really cool story, but mm-hmm. just kind of give us the abridged version. Your yeah. first real encounter with Jesus. Like, yeah. hey, this was the real deal. This is was catalytic for me. Yeah, well, it happened in YWAM Kona. And to make a long story short, grew up in a Christian home, but for about 10 years was living in rebellion, backslidden, you know, selling drugs and doing all kinds of things that were not on the heart of the Lord. And I, I went to this place called YWAM Kona, and I saw all these fiery, authentic young people mm-hmm. who were completely sold out, were passionate for Jesus, and actually had purpose on their lives. And they were talking about how they were hearing God's voice. They were talking about people coming to know His love. 
And that, there was something so attractive about that, even though I was turned off by many expressions of Christianity that I'd seen. And so I threw up a prayer, not knowing that it was a prayer. It was more maybe a passing thought. and said, God, if you're really real, I want you to speak to me like you're speaking to all these other people. And there I heard this word. Uh, or the next morning I wake up and I had a scripture verse reference in my mind. And it was Ezekiel 36, 26. And it says, I will give you a new heart. I'll put a new spirit in mm. you. I'll remove from you a heart of stone. Great word. And I'll give you a heart of flesh. And God confirmed that by seeing this guy covered in tattoos. Because <laughs> God loves to speak to us according to where we are. And he knew what would draw my interest at the time as I was admiring his ink. <laughs> and I saw on his shoulder he had a tattoo of a heart with stones falling off. And written in this inside of the heart on his tattoo was the exact same verse, Ezekiel 36, 26. Awesome. And then you got to love that there's a praying people who are there. And one of my staff members got... This word, Ezekiel 36, 26, uh, prayed it over me. And this happened three days in a row. Mm -hmm. And it, what it really did was initiated a hunger for truth mm -hmm. and to really see Jesus rightly. You know, mm -hmm. I think if you ask people who Jesus is, you might get a ton of different opinions. If you Google right. Jesus's name right. online, you might get a ton of different pictures mm -hmm. of who he is. But it's like what Paul said in Galatians 1. He's like, man, I didn't learn this from any man, mm -hmm. but really I, I got it a direct revelation yes. of Jesus according to his word, you know? Mm -hmm. And so... In the same way, um, I started to fall in love with the man who's filled with grace and truth mm. as I started to look into the Word. Wow. Yeah. So dynamic move of God in your own life. Yeah. And obviously, that was catalytic mm -hmm. in your own involvement, full-time ministry, nations of the earth, and all yeah. that great stuff that God does. Mm -hmm. But you've worked with thousands of people now around mm -hmm. the world mm -hmm. um, and teaching and training and helping and counseling and all that stuff. Yeah. So. We can't make revival happen, but we yeah. can create the environment. Yes. So whether that's a personal observation of, hey, this is what a, a person needs to do or a community, well, give us some of those environment creators that set us up for an encounter with Jesus and, and, and to be empowered for what he wants to do in our lives. Oh, I love that. I love that. I think um, there's a few things. First is John chapter 4. You know, it says that Jesus will have a time where there'll be worshipers in spirit and in truth. Yes. So how do we cultivate an environment that's open to the things of the spirit? And that's not just a charismatic experience as much right. as understanding the attributes and characteristics of the Holy Spirit, who yes. is the Godhead, who, mm. you know, and, and being open to those things as well as being filled with truth, right. right? And to worship the Lord according to the word. I think those two things are the elements of the worshipers that Jesus seeks. But when I think about creating a, a revival culture environment, mm -hmm. I, I think of what I call the five H's right. as different ingredients. I think the yeah. first one is hunger. So right. how do you cultivate an insatiable hunger for Jesus? Mm. Like Proverbs chapter 2 says to search for truth or insight mm. like it were a hidden treasure, like it was silver and gold. Mm. So how do we put Jesus as this treasure that we're so hungering after mm. and cultivate an environment of hunger? I think that's the first H. I think the second H is humility. How do we cultivate an environment right. where we're humble? We're just ready for people to speak into our lives. We're ready to receive truth that comes to us. 
us. We're ready to um, just go low and put Jesus above all else mm. and to cultivate um, an atmosphere of humility. I think the third H would be um, holiness. How do we make holiness a real pursuit in our communities and not as this like religious heavy yoke, but we call it happy holiness where you're yes. like, man, you, you get to choose decisions that consecrate yourself and mm. cultivate greater intimacy with Jesus. Why would we not right. want to walk holy? Why would we not want to remove those things from our life? Mm. And the fourth H is honor. So how do we create a culture in our revival culture around honoring one another and celebrating mm. each other? Mm. No more competition, comparison, or jealousy, mm. but where it's like there's a full, full celebration of diversity of gifts, yes. full celebration of one another's breakthroughs more mm. than our own, and we honor uh, the gift of God in one another. So mm. those are some of the H's that I come to mind. That. Yeah, I love that. So, um, oh, sorry, there was one yeah, more. I was about to say, there was, four. There was only four. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I think the fifth is hiddenness. So, how do we wow. not just celebrate, um, you know, the, the large platform ministry? And it has its place. But the thing that God really cherishes more is to, to enjoy and embrace seasons of hiddenness, mm. where God is doing a deep work within us, where we can be in the background just serving and just learning what it means to be a servant leader and, mm. to, and to celebrate that more than even things that are in public is the things that are hidden. Wow. Yeah. Well, take any of those H's and <laughs> it's a five-day sermon. Yeah, it really is. Uh, Sorry, I gave but, you guys a lot. No, it's awesome. <laughs> That's exactly what we need. Um, so let me, let, let's, let's just take that hiddenness and hunger. Let, okay. me, take, let me take one and five yeah. and kind of put them together. Uh, I love what uh, I heard Mike Bickle say years ago. You know, the need is to develop a secret life in God. Yes. Right? So it's that hidden place in God mm. that develops actually the fertile soil for everything in mm. our lives. So so how do you do that, Sonno? What is like your, your own secret life in God? Man, when you're on your A game, when you're when you're when you say, "Hey, I am on that in that sweet place of just that rhythm," yeah, and, and or how do you develop that? What's that secret life in God look like? Man, if it's a secret, I can't tell you guys. <laughs> can't you try to take my uh, rewards before the Lord? <laughs> no, I would. Uh, as you share about Mike Bickle, I just, a quote came to mind. He goes, he says, "The depths of your decisions in the Lord." will determine the depths of your experiences. And what he meant by that is the deeper you sow into an area of uh, a commandment of Christ and a promise that's on the other end, the deeper you will receive the reward of that commandment. Mm -hmm. So for example, if it's fasting, like what are you doing if you truly believe that fasting is this area to cultivate intimacy with God? Where, what are we fasting in our life? How often are we doing it? And I know fasting has been one area that's really accelerated um, these these areas of intimacy mm. and breakthrough in my life. There was a time the Lord said, don't eat lunch for a number of years. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so I didn't eat lunch for a few years. Mm-hmm. <laughs> or there was a time where I found out that the New Testament standard for fasting was two days, two full days a week. Mm. So I was like, hey, let me try to apply that. Or mm. it was just different times where um, I chose to make, I chose to be obedient to a principle in right. scripture so that I could reap the benefit. Of it. The depth of my decision Beautiful. to choose that mm. would uh, um, allow me to experience the depths of the promises that were connected to that. Mm. And I think you could take it with fasting, you could take it with prayer, you could take it with um, humility, you could take it with right. serving others, you could take it with a number of different right. categories. So I just encourage young people just. Give yourself completely to those simple truths mm-hmm. and just dive head first and 12 feet deep into all of them. 
to see what comes out on the other end. Yeah, exactly. So, so that was for me. That was the game changer in my own life. Was yeah. like, hey, uh, word worship and prayer, fasting, yes. simplicity, yes. all that. It, 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 why not? Why not go for it? Just yeah. see what God would do in an environment of committed devotion. Yes. Um, I love what Richard Foster says. He said, "Discipline is not uh, get, getting you the uh, getting you to get God to do something. Discipline is positioning yourself before grace." Mm. We all need grace, but you have to discipline yourself to receive grace Absolutely. or to encounter grace. So fasting produces grace. Yeah. Uh, the Word of God produces grace. Mm -hmm. Prayer produces grace. All Absolutely. those things of God, those gifts of God that we long for, that we want to see, are in an environment of submission to God and devotion along the way. Mm. So, um, so with you... What, just give us an idea on a daily rhythm. What what does that okay. look like? How does how does somebody some somebody's listening? They're saying, "I'm hungry." H one, <laughs> I'm willing to be hidden. I want to uh, develop this secret life in God. What's that look like practically for them? Yeah, I think it really starts with uh, cultivating, like you were saying, these spiritual disciplines, but not looking at them as heavy yokes, but looking at them as great privileges yes. that we get to be involved in and we posture our heart in a place of need so that gr grace can fill that need. We humble yeah. ourselves before the Lord so that His grace can come upon us. But um, I would say practically is cultivating first that um, intimate set-apart time with God in mm -hmm. word and in prayer. Mm -hmm. And so um, there's a number of things that I've done personally. I, I remember one of the best pieces of advice that I ever got was, hey, before you ask God for anything in prayer, why don't you just sing to Him for 30 minutes? Mm. Just minister to God, mm. love on Him. Yeah. yeah, and just before you're trying to ask for something or you need a breakthrough or you need the circumstance to shift, just abide and minister to Him. So mm. a lot of my earlier uh, and now life in God was around just ministering to the heart of the Lord and mm -hmm. cultivating a lifestyle of worship. Uh, another one is get a really set um, reading plan for the Word of God. Right. I know for myself, like I want to know everything now, especially as yeah, a young man a in my generation. Yes, but I think just uh, make a commitment to be a lifetime student of the Word. Mm. So give yourself to the ne next year um, to study something. For me, mm. I'm going through the Book of Acts for two years, mm. and uh, you know I'm writing my own commentary to hand my children. And there's just mm. a slow plod to it. Right mm. now, I'm doing a theme study, my second theme study now in Acts, which is around power. The next right. one will be around persecution. The next mm -hmm. one will be around prayer. Mm -hmm. But I have these different themes that I'm just cultivating mm -hmm. in my personal life. And I'm not in a hurry to try to learn it all so I can prepare a message. It's just so that I can grow in the knowledge of God and slowly mm -hmm. plod through it, making myself a lifetime student of the Word. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so just trying to do a little bit of a deeper dive. Mm -hmm. So I think those areas of just consistency. I know with my, when it comes to, I've been married for 10 years. And, you know, I have to be intentional to cultivate intimacy in my right. life. Yeah. You have to be intentional to make those choices. So mm -hmm. I can get more practical if you want. Yeah, no, but, some... you know, that, that's interesting, you know, because we, we've both experienced that in marriage. Mm -hmm. Intimacy doesn't just happen. It doesn't. You have to cultivate it. it, there's, it. You have to cultivate it. It has to be intentional. Mm -hmm. And it has to be, uh, and when it's not desired, you have to you have to be even more intentional. Mm -hmm. Like when you don't feel like it, you got to say, but you're you're worth it. Yeah. Right. You're valuable enough for even though my feelings are not as 
desirous or as hungry as I once was. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna be faithful. I'm gonna be a bit. So I, again, what I don't want to get into is it's not all about us. It's not. Obviously, it's all about Him. But there is that humble, yeah. intentional pursuit that mm. we partner with in order to have a relationship. <laughs> So right, you can't have a relationship without full partnership Absolutely. and full engagement from both. Absolutely. So, let me ask you one more thing, just to, just to kind of wrap up. Last night, you did a great job with our training school. Just man, just the life of surrender and calling people to the throne room. Mm. And uh, just take us back into Revelation four here, just a couple minutes, where the the Spirit of the Lord speaking through the book of Revelation and saying, come up here. Yes. Come up here, John. <clears throat> mm-hmm. I want to show you something. Just take us up there for a minute. Where was he telling him to come up to? <laughs> what was he telling us to come up for? Yes. And, and, and uh, just, just mm-hmm. end our time with some thoughts on that. So good. I'm caught up there right now. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yes. It's a great yeah, thought. It's an incredible thought. Yeah. And John, who had a great history with God, you know, could never graduate entering into his presence. And there, um, God, there's a fresh invitation for John to come up here to the throne room. Mm-hmm. And, and God says, I will show you. I want to show you something. And I just sense for all of us, we have an invitation to enter into his, his throne room, which is his, his, the place where God dwells, which, is, which amazes me because all authority in heaven and on earth belongs to Jesus. Mm. And he is the most powerful, greatest human leader. And he is inviting us to be mm. in a place with him, in a, in, in a place where we can hear his voice, in a place where we can intercede mm. the things that are in his heart. And there in Revelations 4, there's a beautiful picture that's described where God who's seated upon the throne has this appearance of brilliant light mm. and appearance of holiness and fiery desire. And then surrounding that throne are mm. 24 other thrones with um, human elders who are there who've paid a great price, which shows that God wants to do it with his people mm. to advance his kingdom to advance his purposes mm. out of a passion and out of awe of seeing who he is and as we look upon that um, holy place and as we mm. worship and experience him in his presence mm. we can't help but want to spread that wherever we can <laughs> right. wherever we go we can't help but say man i want my best friend there i want my family members there who don't know him i want that unreached mm. tribe in southeast asia who doesn't know him that unreached mm. group in in the middle east to know him we just we can't help but want people to experience that goodness and mm. that presence as well as ultimately to give the worship that's due mm. the one who seated upon the throne what's due his name so mm. that's that's just i think what makes all of our hearts beat mm. we've encountered the goodness of the lord mm. we have the great commandment in our heart and how could we not live out the great commission and to see people enter into that place of his presence come on man <laughs> <laughs> it's all about jesus it's all about him uh, Yes. So, man, if I was uh, going to say what passion and purpose is all about in our podcast, our desire, it's just that. It's just that. Just get to the throne room. Everything <laughs> you need is there, and he will give you everything you need for whatever, whatever so life has for you. It's so true. All right. We love you guys. Thanks for listening again today, and yeah. we look forward to uh, loving Jesus more because we've been together. Absolutely. Thanks so much for tuning into this episode of Passion and Purpose, a podcast with Jimmy Seibert and the Antioch Movement. For more information, please visit jimmysibert.com and antioch.org. We'll see you next time.